Eve's great. No matter where she goes, dress her up from her head to her toes on the town at the mall. everybody welcome to d comedy our, your rewatch review whatever you want to call it podcast uh today not this month because it's a bonus episode your commentators are me lucas and me emma and we are here today to discuss not a disney channel original movie but yet another wonderful offering from the wonderful world, world of, of disney. disney yes which so is so like a decom with a little bit of chalua on top it's got a bit of spice but just like a warm heat nothing too crazy Sure, go with that metaphor, Emma. Um, but uh, we are talking today about Life Size, the 2000... 2000. 2000. Okay, 2000. Yes, Television classic, which was originally supposed to be your guys' Christmas gift, but stuff happened, but here it is anyway. So let's talk about it. I'm excited. I'm, I, this movie, like... I loved this movie growing up. I really loved this movie <laughs> so much when I was younger, and I loved it when I was older, and I loved it when I was middler, and it's, it's never really it's, lost. It's it's, it's a film for all ages, which, as we, if you if you listen to our our date with the president's daughter episode, we talked about like how these movies had like slightly higher budgets, were a little more adult because they aired on ABC and not on Disney Channel. And these I were think, not like kids movies; these were family movies. Sure, I think that'd be sure. the distinction. We're like. The, the the marketing of Wonderful World of Disney was that you're supposed to sit down with your parents mm-hmm. on a Sunday night or whenever they aired and watch this whole thing with your family. As to where Disney Channel movies were intended for kids only. To watch really. when these they were, were like, at home from school. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And this one stars the always amazing Lindsay Lohan. Next to the always amazing Tyra Banks. Lindsay Lohan, guys, I wrote this a lot in my notes, but she is such a good... She is. Child actress. And she doesn't become a bad actress. I mean, Mean Girls, Freaky Friday. Right, yeah, yeah. She's a good teen actress, but but she is. I can see why she had this meteoric rise. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, I think, two years. I I actually did research, guys. Everybody buckle your fucking seatbelt. Oh, when Emma does does research, it's never a good sign. I Googled one thing. Because I just wanted to know how old she was here compared to Parent Trap. So this was like probably two years out from Parent Trap. But I do see why she had like such a meteoric rise into child stardom. (laughs) She's so good in that. She's She's so good in this. She can do like more than your normal child actor is doing. In a world where child acting can can be pretty eh, in a lot of things. And we've seen it. Because she's what here? 11? Probably. I don't know how old she is. I would probably say like she's doing a better job than most of the adults in the film. And that's not to say they're doing a bad job. Who was the dad in the film? Was he in anything else? I I, I don't know. I referred to him in my notes as off-brand Dennis Leary. And that's what I'm going to stick with because that's kind of the vibe he gives you. I don't hate that, but he gave me the vibe of someone as... Of someone who auditioned for the West Wing and did not make it. <laughs> I could also I don't get know that because he was a lawyer in the movie. But I was uh, again, like, I have seen very little of the West Wing, but that is a hundred. Per- I totally get that. I think he auditioned for the West Wing and mm-hmm. was not did not make the cut. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he auditioned for My Date with the President's Daughter. Okay, so let's talk about this movie. Let's hop right in. We don't have any news to talk about. 
But I, I, Emma mentioned it too. I also loved this movie growing up. Um, I watched a bunch, which is strange because uh, it is a bit of a girl movie. But I mean, with an older sister, you watch a lot of girl media. But it's just a great, fun film. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, let's start talking about life size. So the font is a broke ass Nickelodeon font. It very it, they made it for like two dollars. It was not even a thing. It's like, it's like a Nickelodeon a, font, but shitty. Yeah, it's like an all orange background with these giant blue and yellow text. I don't remember what color, but it just says life size. And we open on a toy commercial. One that they will play multiple times because they made it, goddammit, and you will see it. You're going to see it. Yeah. And it is for the Eve doll. It is a doll named Eve. It's basically a Barbie. It is uh, the Barbie well, of this movie. It's a Barbie, but it's also a Barbie crossed with an American Girl doll, like we'll get into later, because it's also like a collector's item, weirdly. But, uh, so yeah, it's just, you know, Eve going to the mall and going, being a doctor and, you know, various a doll things. The main thing I pull away from here is that the Eve doll looks fine. It looks like a Barbie. It looks like you expect The male dolls that they have in the shots with her look horrifying. Their well, faces... she said the men in Sunnyville aren't great. I know, yeah, that, but I'm saying I, it's literally because the men are like, look like they're like melting like they came out of the machine wrong it's well, gross. irrelevant i think eve knows that <laughs> well i mean they're not irrelevant to her because she like, we'll, we'll talk about eve's relationship with men later on but so we cut out of this uh we cut out of this toy commercial to the storefront of a toy store this was the fucking hilarious <laughs> yes um, this this is very good first of all there's a little girl leaning over the uh like window display of this toy store which is a display of eve dolls and she has like the bangs that are in style like those micro bangs like they're cut up halfway through her forehead and you could tell like some old ass white man was like how do we explain that kids are into technology now <laughs> and they don't want dolls they want they want computers and so the line they give this girl is Oh, dolls? I want something with microchips. Yeah, you know, what every girl I was like, who the fuck would have said in any... I grew up in the year 2000. Who would have ever said, I want something with microchips? Specifically that. Just say a video game. A Game Boy. Or something with batteries, even, I would have taken. Like, what? (laughs) Like, why am I... It was... Like what is this? Small soldiers. Then you have to see like seasoned old like vet toy salesman lady with like a very short pixie cut. I remember like kids just want the microchips. Yeah, these kids say. I remembered her being a much bigger role in this film than she ends up being. She has two scenes. She has two scenes and no name, but that's where we're at in life. But yeah, so it's the same lesson from Toy Story where it's like, oh, kids, you know, kids today, they don't want to play with old toys. Is that toys. the lesson of Toy Story? Not the lesson. Okay, the, the same thing is in Toy Story where, like, the second he gets buzz, you know, the... Buzz one... later in the micro Yeah, he beeps and boops. Right. He's got bad... He's electronic. So then it cuts to a football game because it's still a television film made I by Disney. I wrote down, I said, I forgot you played football. An icon. Yeah. <laughs> she is, like, the female quarterback of this seventh grade football she, team. She, yeah. She is a trailblazer. And it's not a big deal. Nobody cares. There's one. There's it. one kid that's a dick about it. And other he says than that, that, you threw like a girl. But also, he couldn't catch the pass. No, yeah, he's also equal, he's also terrible. You catch like a girl, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's you super. You catch like a jellyfish. It's super blasé. I mean, it's just like yeah, it's, well, it's whatever. They get in this fight in this first scene where like she whips the pass, and you think it's gonna be a boy because of your your stupid your, gender yeah, mind. Audience, because of your gender <laughs> your bias. Gender bias. You think it's a boy, and then. That hits the kids in the hands like a fucking rock, and he <laughs> drops it, and she rips off the helmet. Ginger locks flowing, oh, as yeah. you know they would be, because they because they're like, oh no, don't trust us, kids. Lindsay Lohan is in this. This is an original Lohan Ridge. Yeah, and so she rips her helmet off, and she's like, 
what the fuck, you stupid fucking idiot? And he was mm-hmm. like, you threw, like, a girl. And I was like, we saw the pass. I, I know she probably didn't throw, but that was a perfect spiral it into your spiral, hands. Yeah. Um, and she calls him a wiener head. And then the that's, quote, a, that's a running insult for some reason. His last name, I'm pretty sure, was somehow related to the term wiener. Or rhymed or something. That would have made sense. I didn't catch that, but... Um, and so she, she yells at him, and the coach comes over and is like, Casey, which is her name... Which is, by the way, I wrote down also is like a dope ass name at the time. And 2000, Casey's a cool girl name. My best friend's name was Casey. It's like one of the, it was like 2000 was like the height of, of like the gender neutral girl name, like the Casey, the Andy, sure, the sure. Joey. Like it was like that was like when that was like super fucking cool. So Casey was a very. I'm cool honestly, I'm honestly surprised they didn't do that. Where like they, they yelled Casey and then she took the helmet off and it's like, oh, it's a girl, Casey. <laughs> that would have been smarter. That would have been. Um, but he says, you throw like a girl. And she's like, you're a wiener. And the coach really, really only yells at her. You yes, know, he said a sexist remark. I will say, you know what? As a feminist, as a woman, she needs to be less emotional on the field. <laughs> <laughs> if she wants to make progress for us as a whole gender, I need her to button it up on the field. And we'll talk about this later. But she's all over she's, the place out there. She's an emotional girl. But she's been through a lot. Okay. And so uh, that's, okay, the yes. only excuse I'll make for her. And yes. so like, that's when we realize after she calls this kid like a dick burger and the coach I would have, I would have loved it sorry to interrupt you I would have loved it if Lindsay Lohan got cast oh. in this movie and then said the only way it will be in this movie is if you let me swear like hard R and then just talk exactly like you've been talking like her that would have been great it would have been great so this is when we're supposed to realize because coach yells at her that she has like an attitude issue oh, it's yeah. an attitude adjustment she's mm-hmm. a little bit emotional and wily and mm-hmm. she should probably get professional <laughs> well she's gotten professional help as we'll Did learn later work. didn't work uh, but so, yeah, so she gets benched because she explodes on her teammate. And then she, like, looks back into the stands and doesn't see someone there. And she's like, huh, and like, throws her helmet down. This was the worst acting in the whole movie. Not to my Lindsay Lohan. We then right. cut to the law firm. Yes. Where her dad is with his, like, two fellow, fellow attorneys lawyer at, people. The, at the firm. People mm, who people he works with. Co-workers. Smart. Drew and Richie. Yes. Um, And so he... This is the worst. I actually think he's not a bad actor. No, no. For some reason, the worst acting in the whole film is when he just looks up from a legal pad and goes, Miss Casey's game again. And I was like, you don't sound remotely upset <laughs> no, about no, missing that game. <laughs> and everyone else, like, immediately, like, uh, like absolves him. They're like, oh, you know what? You are working so hard. You don't need to be at that game. Because he's trying you to make partner. You bend all the other ones. Who threw those passes for her? And I was like, he's a bad father. He's, he's not going to his He hasn't been to any of her games this season. That year at all. And yeah. his partners were like, but come on. Who taught her to throw those passes? Like, ever, like anyone can teach someone to walk. You still have to, like, go to their fucking graduation and see them walk, you dickwad. Like, I, I it was such weird bad acting that isn't it carried is. through the rest. I like all these people throughout the, the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, they're fine. Well, this except first, for Richie. This first scene, I'm like, what's happening? Right. It is weird. And I will say, it's not that much of a criticism because it really isn't that bad but the movie puts a weird amount of focus on the goings on of this law office like he like we know he's trying to get partner his this his girl space friend is like really into him but he's still you know emotionally wounded and it's just like there's but a then lot- sending very confusing signals in her direction oh, I yeah. have some oh, things to say about him later yeah very confusing signals and so it's not that much of a movie but again I guess this is why this is not a kids movie and a family movie because they're like well the parents are going to be so intrigued by what's going on in this law office for sure uh, but yeah, so he's like, oh man, missed the game. And then like the, the hit Richie and Drew are like, oh, just screw that kid. We need to be here working. And he's like, no, it's okay. Like it's her birthday tomorrow. 
And so we'll, and then we'll do the day after. I'll take the day off and we'll spend it together. No, and, no, you don't want to. Oh, that's later. Sorry. Also, guys, backtrack. Shh, dead mom. Dead oh, mom. Oh, yes. Dead, dead mom. mom. Mm -hmm. Dead mom. You don't wonder why he's working so hard. He's got his nose to the grindstone. She's got an attitude problem. Yeah. The mom is dead. The mom is very obviously dead. And unlike a lot of Disney Channel original movies, that's actually going to play into the plot of this one. Yes, it's um, actually central. It's very important. Uh, but yeah, Drew offers like, oh, why don't you come and I'll make you guys dinner? And then he's like, no, Also, whatever. I did right. Drew is Drew's open for, open for business. Open for business. Open for business. Very open for business. Legal for business and business otherwise. I, I believe the father's name is Ben, I think is his character's name. She wants Ben hard. I, hard. And couldn't, and I respect how forward she is about it. She, yes, she's like. She is like, I will cook for you She's like, I'll daughter. cook for you. Your daughter will go to bed and then we will go to Bone also, Town. Drew has the eyes of a proud husky. She reminds me of Balto delivering <laughs> medicine across I'm gonna, Alaska. I'm, I'm going to fall on that one because Balto was not a husky. He was half wolf. That was his whole thing. He's why he was an outcast. Get your lore right. Anyway. Whatever. A husky with beautiful <laughs> blinding eyes. She she saw right into my soul. I couldn't decide if she was attractive or if it was just the eyes. It might have been just the eyes, but I liked her. Um, but so he like... That's the end of the work scene, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so then, oh yeah, oh no, wait. So he shakes off her invitation to dinner, and he's like, she's like, okay, whatever, and leaves. And then Richie's like, listen, man, Drew. Oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, okay, Richie is like, listen, Ben, Drew wants it so bad. Like, she's offering to make you dinner. She's open for business. She's very open for business. You gotta tap that dog. And he's like, listen, you know, my wife died. And then he's like, that was like two years ago. Get over it, all, bro. That was two minutes ago when we learned about that as an audience. <laughs> we're over it, all of us. Yes. I will just say one thing about Richie, just to paint a picture in you guys' minds. He seems like he's dealing quaaludes and also does quaaludes. <laughs> he, I'm like, you are in the movie Life Size, they, not the Wolf of Wall Street. He has a very Wolf of Wall Street vibe. It's I, like, it literally feels like, before. this was obviously before Wolf of Wall Street, it's like they, were like, they told him, like, Listen, this character needs to be as Wolf of Wall Street as possible, yes. but even though it's a children's <laughs> movie failure. I just think he's doing quaaludes yes. and fucking hookers. Oh, that's, no, that's what I was going to say, is that if I had to peg him, they they were like, get as close to a Law & Order SVU potential rapist <laughs> as possible. He is, he is the John... In Law and Order SVU, where like all signs point to him being yes. guilty, and then and it turns like, out it was... and they pull him in the interrogation room, and Ice T is like, "Tell me what you did to her." And he's like, "I you went, know? I went up to her at a party and was like, hey, you want to go to Bone Town?'" And she slapped me, and then I was like, "All right, fine." And then I went and picked, picked up this hookah, and I didn't see ya. And then I visited my grandma, yeah. in home, and then it turns and out I was... never saw her again. Ice T is like, "That checks out." That checks out. It turns Live. out. It turns out it was some kind of priest that she knew for five seconds. Anyway. Exactly. He's just like, he's he's like almost like a caricature of sketchy. Yes, he's sketchy, but as sketchy light as possible. Etch a sketch, if you will. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so he comes home and uh, Casey's on the computer. And I, guys. Here's, I gotta, first things, first things, fucking first. Oh, yeah. Um, this bitch website? had a computer in her room? Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Um, sir, you know what? You are actually not a good father, <laughs> regardless of what your law partners say, and that girl that wants to fuck you says, um, your, your daughter's mom just died. You knew she was having psychological problems, which we'll get into later, because mm -hmm. he sent her to a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And Oh, with genuine concern. And he's genuine. And you let her have a computer in her room in 2000? 
How rich are you, white bastards? Why didn't we didn't have computers? We had one computer for the whole house upstairs, like literally attached to my mom's bed with a chain. Like you could not get near the computer, and she walks in. Exits out immediately as the dad opens the door. She's like, Super like, obvious. What are you doing? She's like, Just surfing. And I was like, My mom would beat me with a belt if I said just surfing. And she saw me like exit out a window as she opened in the door. That was the most suspicious it ass is. seventh grade behavior I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Absolutely. And that's why I'm too old for these movies because I sound like a 50 year old woman. But speaking of what she was surfing, she had a website that was like, I don't remember what it was called. It was like magic. It was a magic website. It was like Wiccan. It murder. was Wiccan, like witchcraft type stuff. And it has like a, a pentagram as the design. Yeah, it and was then demonic. Each, and then each point of the pentagram is like a different link. It's like white magic, black magic, and then one that says resurrection. And she like clicks it. And then it's like, oh, you to resur- for resurrection stuff, get this book. And it's Hallcroft's Book of the Dead. Um, and then it has a very, I will say, for a 2000 website, this website is very helpful. It just immediately like, here, type in your address and we'll help you find a store that carries the book. Mm-hmm. And she types it in and she's like, oh, that's where I can find it at this bookstore called that Past Pages. Well. And then the dad comes in. She exits out. Where are we also? Do you remember? Uh, Anybody know? I, I kind of like... I feel like Seattle. I could get Seattle. Again, I could get the... San Francisco? I could get what we always say, which is just somewhere in California. I know it's San Francisco. It has it has, it has, a Frisco I didn't see, vibe I didn't see enough bridges. I didn't see any trolleys. I didn't get a Frisco vibe. Um, but so the dad comes in and he's like, listen, really sorry. I didn't make it to the game. But I'll tell you what. I'll make it up to you. Your birthday's Saturday. We'll celebrate then. And then I'm going to take Sunday off and we'll just spend the whole day together. We'll go out be a great time. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Obviously, they still have a very contentious relationship since the mother passed, and we're gonna get it deep into it later. Did you also make the note that, like, all this fucking witchcraft shit wouldn't have flown on Disney Channel? Oh, I did have that note, yes. I'm, you're right. They it's, would have never let this I was gonna, pentagram shit I was gonna, happen on the Disney I was gonna Channel. save it until we were a little more deep into it, but there's just, like, blatantly, like, yeah, kids, go on the internet and try and learn witchcraft. Like, and bring your dead mom back to life. But they're all, like, satanic. You're like, I had friends... Again, we're from a very, the heartland area, so, like, there were some religious people we grew up with, but I had friends that, like, they were not allowed to watch That So Raven, because if her visions came from any place other than Jesus, (laughs) they came from the devil. So, like, that shit was pushing the envelope, and they couldn't read Harry Potter. Mm -hmm, That was a big one. The fucking visible pentagrams Mm -hmm. on Life Size probably would have definitely not flown for these parents. Yeah, I think, I don't remember if it was exactly a pentagram on the website, but she legitimately constructs a pentagram that might have well have been saying, kids, here's how you make a pentagram with household objects. And then lights like candles in a Mm -hmm. room. When did you have matches growing up? I didn't have a match till I was 21 years old. If there's one thing that's clear is that this girl is very obviously poorly watched. She should be removed from I this father. I didn't worry about this dad. Um, I didn't light a match till I was 21 <laughs> years old. I swear to God. Um, okay, but so then it cuts to her at uh, going to the bookstore to get this book. And we see her friends, who I think are supposed to be the kids in the w- windows. And they are the worst. Oh, you mean the spawn of Satan? <laughs> you mean those demons that we yes. just... They're, well, they're terrible. One, they're terrible people. Because they're just like, oh, there's Casey. We haven't talked to her in two years. And it's like, she just can't get over the fact that her mom died. No, 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 no. I wrote down the line. I wrote down the line, you guys. And we are supposed to believe also, like, because I just know the narrative that this movie is going for. Like, the movie is going for the fact that, like, Casey's mom died. Mm -hmm. And, like, Lindsay Lohan, Casey, completely shut down afterward. And, like, she needs to get back into this life of, like, hanging out with these girls. Yes. And, like, she needs needs to... She needs to open herself up again. Yeah, she needs to stop being so shut down. But the lines they gave these girls are so fucking bonkers that you're like, oh, you're just... 
a demon. Like, yeah. he was get out of hell. The lines are, the girls to each other, ever since her mom died, she's, like, totally ignored us. Um, <laughs> hello? And then the next line was, quote and quote, audience, I mean, like, get over it already. <laughs> Who talks it like that? To an 11-year-old girl whose mom died abruptly. To, like, two years ago. Admittedly, they're not saying this to her. They're saying it, like, when they see uh, her across oh, the street. Oh, five feet from her? Yeah, oh, no, no. I don't know, but five I'm, feet I'm just, from her. But I was just saying, it's still a horrifying if thing. If I saw these girls today, and I know these aren't real people, but if I saw them, I'd fight them with my hands. Oh, get over it already? Yeah, you know, just the, the would, woman who raised also, you and birthed you and also, loved you. Get over be, This is just me to the screenwriter. Why wouldn't the lines be like, I really miss Casey. I wish she'd come out with us more. Yeah. Like, I know she had a hard time. They put it all on her. I know she had a hard time, but, like, it's really been, you know, sad not having her with us yeah. in these past few months. And, and like, and again... One, terrible people. Two, terrible actors. Like, I know we were saying how good Lindsay Lohan Terrible is. writing. That's terrible a writing. Terrible That's three. Line. It's a it's a terrible trifecta. These kids are just like, it's like you grabbed them off the street and be like, we need you to say these words into a camera. It literally feels like that. So after saying horrible things about her, they say, hey, Casey, we're going to go shopping. Do you want to come? And she's like, sorry, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Bye. And then they're like, Bleh. and then Get over it already. Get over it already. And then so Casey goes into this bookstore and it's like, you know, vintage bookstore, old books everywhere. She goes on to the shelf and like the manager, it doesn't seem to notice her, but it, apparently he did later. It's not important. But so she goes to like the shelf. Also fashion moment. Um, Casey in this scene is wearing like a bucket hat. Yes. And I actually wrote down about the hat too. I don't, didn't even address. I love bucket hats. And like a sweatshirt, and she's wearing like a red stripe. But it's a really big. She's bucket wearing hat. basically the T-shirt that every Brandy Melville sells right now. Like <laughs> it's like this fashion has come so full circle. It's like that basic ass nineties like red and blue striped crop tee, and I was like, oh, I, that's cute. I would buy that tomorrow. But continue. I, I I literally looked at him while we were watching this movie, and I said, are we gonna have a fashion corner? But now I'm thinking about it. I think there might be too much for There's one too corner. Too much fashion. Because we're gonna get into some very, very big fashion. Some a lot of fashion later. So we'll. Emma, I'm assuming you're gonna spurs it throughout. Yes. But so she goes to the shelf that has the book. And she finds it, opens it, and it has, it's like got a tag on it that says $150. And she takes money out. And I was expecting her to take out some cash that's like, you know, $5 in singles. Because again, 12 year old child. She's not going to have a she lot of money. She has a lot of she money. She has $68 on her. Well, her dad is driving a BMW and living in this massive fucking house. I know, she has a computer like, in her room. I know, but where did she, she like, why didn't she just have this cash just wadded up somewhere? She has $68. But so she just leaves the cash there and then writes an IOU on the thing that says IOU $87 or whatever and uh, bolts out. And then, like, uh, well, he, he doesn't, like, chase her, but she, like, leaves with the book, and then the guy comes back and sees the thing, and he's like, oh, never seen her again, so he lost the book. Then it cuts to back to their house, and it's, since it's her birthday, um, she's blowing out her candles, and the dad, like, made her a cake, and so, I mean, the guy's not, not trying, but he could be doing better, and then he's, then she goes, what did, so what did, uh, what did you wish for? And she says, you want to know what I wish for? I wished that somehow, some way. Mom could come back to us. And the dad's just like, Casey, we talked about, about this. this. Not okay. all of this hocus pocus stuff again. So you knew she was into resurrection and by magical means. Maybe don't let her have a computer in her room. Mm-hmm. That's my only thought. Well, okay, well, first, not even like the resurrection stuff. She, she, he just knew that she ha- is having such trouble getting over her mother's death. She cannot let go of her mom. And so he says... We went over this. You went. She can't to... get. Over, it's not that she can't get over mom. She can't get over the finality of death. Sure, sure. She is trying to 
look for loopholes as any kid would at mm-hmm. this point, like trying to figure out a way to make it not final and not over. And sure, just- yes. But he says, we talked about it, and then you went and talked to Dr. Whatever-His-Face about it, and he told you the same thing. And she was like, please, what does he know? He smells like cheese. <laughs> he's like, so he recognized the fact, and then like we get the inkling that she's been into all this necromancy-type bringing the dead back to life. Lucas, this is not the necromancy f- is fucking a dead body. That's necrophilia. Necromancy is the magic of bringing dead people back to life. Excuse me. (laughs) Why is that where your mind went? Because my favorite short story of all time is a story called A Rose for Emily. Audience, look at it. Oh, I know this one. About necrophilia. We read this in high school. And I love the word necrophilia. You heard it here first, folks. Emma loves necrophilia. No, the word. I love the word. (laughs) And I love that story. I, I mean, it's not the same. I'm, necrophilia. I mean, the words is the same. You love necrophilia. That's and what the, is necromancy? The magic of bringing dead people anyway, back to life. Sound. That's a thing. Look, I play Dungeons and Dragons. It's a thing. Anyway, but so uh, they like have a mini argument about this, and then he just shuts her down. Emma's now googling necromancy. <laughs> Communicating with the dead. You're right. Thank you. Um, so mine is necrophilia, and by mine I mean the her thing fetish. that I. <laughs> That's what she means. Don't say that on the internet. But then I mean the thing I was referring to and I'm familiar with because of my love of literature. <laughs> sure, kid. Anyway, so uh, they he quashes this argument. It's just like, let's just have our cake and calm down. And then there's a doorbell and Drew is there. No, you missed the part that I had a note on was just before Drew, um, the husky shows up, is that <laughs> he pulls out a, a Super Bowl ticket and is like, remember the Super Bowl? Like, I... They, they clearly had a very, like, strong... Football was, like, a family yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was the note where I was like, fuck, she's such a good actress. Like, Lindsay Lohan is, like, selling mm-hmm. this thing where the dad's, like, you had... The, we went to the Super Bowl, and she's like, oh, yeah, and mom, you know, was screaming the whole time, and, like, we couldn't speak for a week, and, like, you can just... It's not just, like, wrote, like, a line memorization. Like, you can feel, like, the emotion of her, yes. like, thinking about her mom, and then talking about... Down and like she switches to laughter in a second with like someone yelling. She goes at her. through all the stages and of grief. I'm just like, guys, I know I've talked about this in previous podcasts, aka get a clue, but Lindsay Lohan was the greatest actress of our generation and we were robbed through her own actions. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like that she's excellent here. She's great. But so then the doorbell rings and it's Drew and she's like, hey, uh, I sent you those reports or something like that. Like, you need to look them over before tomorrow morning. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can just do it real quick. Come on in. And then she's like, oh, you sure? Like, he's like, no, no, it won't take me very long. And she comes in and she's like, happy birthday, Casey. I couldn't resist. And she gives her a gift because, you know, she knows that to get Ben, she's got to get Casey on her side. Also, I'd like every woman in the audience to say, ayo, because, like, she comes to his house, which is, like, a classic... A move I admire so thoroughly. She comes to his house and she's like, hey, sorry, like, you weren't picking up your phone. Like, you got to answer these briefs by tomorrow. And then she's like, I can just, I'm going to go. I know it's just you. <laughs> and he is like, he's like, no, just come in. And she's like, oh, by the way, I brought a present. Like, she knew she was coming in. <laughs> no, and that's oh, yeah. how you do it, ladies. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, everybody let me say, hey, oh, like, you <laughs> pretend that you're like, oh, I was just stopping by. I had to do this thing for mm-hmm. you. And I'll, but you want me to come in? Oh, by the way, here's a gift and a cake and a pot roast. And I made all of them for you. But so uh, she gives her the, uh, the gift and it's, you know, uh, opens it and it's an Eve doll. And she's like, oh, thanks. And she's like, look, I know you're too old for dolls, which I'm glad. That, that- was one thing. Yeah. That, okay. Out of all this, this movie, 
I feel like so many Disney movies have so many plot holes. The movie doesn't have a ton. Like, it tries to button up everything. Like, all the dumb yeah. shit they do to try to explain yes. it. Yes. Because, obviously, it's an insane plot. Yeah, it's, premise. you know, magic. It's magic. So, they try to button up a lot of the dumb areas. We're like, mm. But this one, I was like, this girl's in the seventh grade. We were told she's in the seventh grade mm-hmm. multiple times. We're not playing with Barbies in the seventh right, grade. I yeah. grew up in 2000 Had well. they just said, I got you a doll, and not addressed the fact that I know you're too old for dolls, I would have been like, no, 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 no. Ridiculous. I would have also really judged Drew. Yeah. Because she made the husky. Uh, <laughs> but so she's like, I know you're too old for dolls, but I started to collect them around your age. So I thought maybe you could, I don't know, start doing that. Something about that sentence made me feel like Drew was so alone in this world. <laughs> she needs like she just goes home and just has so wall to wall of dolls. Eve dolls. Um, no wonder she's going to this man's house. She needs penis so badly. <laughs> Uh, but this is what we were saying about it also being half Barbie, half American girl doll, because it's like it comes with like a certificate of authenticity, and it's a collector's item. Like, it's a collecting thing, not just a doll that you can dress up and play with. It's both. Yeah, I, like, fucking shaved my Barbie's heads, but American girl dolls I treated like they were the queen. Emma treated her American uh, girl doll England. better than me. Oh, I literally, guys, one time I went to my friend's house. This is a real story. Went to my friend's house, and she had American Girl dolls. And I saw that she had painted their nails. And I started crying. And I told my mom to come pick me up. Really? Because I was like, this girl doesn't give a fuck about anything. She's going to murder <laughs> She's me. She's a crazy I don't know if it's because bitch. they were so expensive. My parents, like, beat into me. Like, you treat these things like fucking gold. Like, it was like, you don't fuck <laughs> These this are gonna up. pay for college one day. Like, yeah, like, I was, like, buttoning the snaps on their colonial dresses, like, so... Dusting so, their eye yeah, sockets. Yeah, I was, like, dusting their eye sockets, bra- like, making sure their hair was in perfect braids. Like, I took them to the doll hospital, and I went to this one girl's house, and she had, like, painted their nails, and, like, drawn with Sharpie on their legs, and I was like, this woman's a fucking murderer. <laughs> this is an episode of SVU. She would be the John. I was like, give me out of here. And I was like, mommy, you gotta come pick me Wait, up. Wait, why would me. she be the John? The John's the one who solicits the no, prostitute. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, remember time with the guy? Or, oh, oh, okay. okay. I'm like, she's crazy. I was like, this woman's like, stereotypically, like, who would draw on their $100 doll? Nothing but a so maniac. I said, mom's big pimp. I gotta get out of here. But, okay, and so, okay. I'm, I'm gonna get, this is part of the reason. This is a good movie. Not full stop, but there is one thing this movie does that lets me know that the people writing it actually cared. Because there is one, like, through line that really struck me. She gives her the doll, and Lindsay Lohan says, thanks, yeah, whatever. Like, obviously, she's not enthused about it. But then she says, I'll put it in a special place. Remember that line, audience. Remember it? I'm going to come back to it. I promise you. But so she goes and just throws it in her room because she doesn't care. She hates this freaking doll. And she hates Drew because she sees her as a potential replacement for her mother, which makes her immediately a problem. Lilo Han does not want to see her dad get fucked. But so she has the book and she's like looking and she's like, okay, you got to prepare the altar. And so she makes... This she makes a full Wiccan altar. Yes. This is the shit I'm saying would never fly on. Yeah, 100%. Room. She makes legitimately a pentagram in like a towel and puts like a seashell and like various earth forces. I don't know. Then it's like, okay, you need something to center... The life force, that's the word they use, which is a plot hole to me, considering what's about to happen. I don't know why life, how it would work with life force, but whatever. So she takes a hairbrush of her mom's that has some of her hair on and like puts it in the middle. A very pretty old silver hairbrush that came with like a kit, obviously. Sure. And so she's like preparing it and then it's like, okay, so then you just have to say the word, magic words over and over again and the spell should work. But right as she's about to start saying it, Drew comes and knocks on their door and she, like, uh, rushes to uh, get back to her bed and pretend to be reading Gulliver's Travels or something. And then Drew's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to, like, wish you happy birthday or, like, 
something about football. I don't remember what the hell she says, but she reaches, she like looks up, oh, that's what she says. And she's like, oh, you have so many trophies up here. And then she like reaches for one and the whole shelf falls down and it Fs up her whole altar. And she's like, no, you you messes up. I got to clean all this up. And so she goes and takes, she like wraps everything up in the towel and takes them to the bathroom to rearrange it. And so she doesn't see, but while she's in the bathroom, Drew sees that the Eve doll fell with the shelf and she, and it's all with hair. Yeah, with it's all, it, the, all yeah. the shit so she knocked over. This is all Drew's fault. This is all Drew's fault. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, she sees the hair is all messed up. She takes the mom's antique hairbrush and uh, brushes the doll's hair with it. So now the hairbrush has doll hair in it, you guys. And so then she comes back and she's just like, it's it from back. She comes back from the bathroom and it's like, it's fine. Just, you know, get out of here, bitch. I don't want to go get, leave my house. And she's like, okay, you know, sorry. And so she leaves and it's super awkward. I think maybe she has a scene with the dad before she leaves, but it's pretty inconsequential. And so then we cut to the moment. We have a full on pentagram on screen in a Disney movie, folks. And she just starts saying, uh, the magic spell over and over. And the words are complete nonsense, but I did write them down. It's like zombie, zombie, It's Zamba, Tarka, Ishtu, Nibirim, which is, I Googled it, doesn't seem to relate to anything. I thought maybe they were going to put some effort, but no. Um, so she just says that over and over again for like a minute. And then it cuts, it pans over. She's falling asleep. Well, no, it pans over and you see the doll on the little stand Drew put it on and it's like glowing and shaking. So we immediately know what's happening. And then she falls asleep saying the spell. She falls asleep in her bed and like she's like half whispering it in the morning. She's like, Zamba, Tarka, blah, blah. And then she like turns over and Tyra Banks is in her bed. A full grown woman. And she's just like, hi, I'm Eve. Eve. And then she's like, ah! gives a great Lindsay Lohan scream reaction. It's wonderful. And then she's like, oh, what, 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 I don't know what you want, but you better get out of here. My dad's here or something like that. And she's like, she gets a baseball bat. Yeah, she's she does. Tomboy. She oh, she's like, oh, she's like, I hit like seven home runs last mm-hmm. season. Cause you know, she's a sportswoman. Yeah, I don't know if you guys got this, but Casey is a tomboy, mm-hmm. but I actually really liked her wardrobe in this. Cause it felt like it wasn't really a tomboy, but like as a, 11 year old kid you're not like fucking dressed to the nines everywhere that you go i feel like i feel like in most disney movies like 11 year old kids are in like fur boas and like leather pants to like go to the bookstore Mm -hmm. where like this casey character was kind of like because she was a tomboy she was in like jeans and like an oversized like brandy melville-esque long sleeve (laughs) and a base like in a bucket like she wore what like most kids would wear out yeah fair enough to the mall you know what i mean yeah and what is what is eve wearing in this for eve has a lot of looks eve is in like it's a two-piece, um, almost orange-red leather yeah. separate. And then it's and like then, a furry... And then there's a jacket that has like a fur bow mm-hmm. on top. And the which, best... we can, so which we assume is fake fur because animals are our friends. Animals are our friends. We she don't wear them. Times. And I did love the, just like the, the dollishness, which like is, it's okay. This is such a nerdy thing to say, <laughs> but it's so beautifully toned down throughout the film. As for this first shot, when we see Eve for the very first time, she is done up in an almost insane dollish way where mm-hmm. she's in like an orange leather skirt, an orange leather tube top, and an orange leather jacket with like a fur boa. And her makeup is this insane purple eyeshadow and these big chunky, chunky, chunky fake diamond earrings and like a really bright pink lip. Like, so basically something that you would never see a human woman in, mm-hmm. even in the year 2000. <laughs> it was so aggressively like bright. Mm-hmm. And then 
as the movie progresses, you see her look slowly, slowly, slowly get scaled back in mm-hmm. every single scene to the, like her complete, be more human, like, human almost it's, nude face like Ranger jersey. Again, again, you can tell care went into this movie yeah, because yeah, that yeah. fits with the theme of the film and like as her character. It's like in Baby Driver, like where his clothes get darker, hers get more and more realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like in the beginning, she's very almost like squeaky, like the leather outfit is like doll-like, and her face is very plasticky, crazy makeup. And I know what you're thinking. Did Luke just make a parallel between this movie and Baby Driver. Trust me, it's not the only surprising cinematic parallel that this movie contains. But so she's just like, oh, I'm Eve. I'm your special friend. I'm here to be your friend. And look, I I will say this. Tyra Banks is fantastic in this role. She's amazing. In this first scene, it comes on a little strong because she needs to because she literally just was a doll, you know, last night. But it gets better as it goes up. But that's pretty much all she says. And like the dad is like knocking on the door. She's like, I was like, oh, uh, are you okay? Like, what? I heard some noise or whatever. And like, she has to like cover Eve's mouth so she won't talk and all that stuff. And then while, then the dad like leaves and uh, uh, she goes and gets the book. And she's like, oh, how do I undo this? I didn't mean to bring the dolls to life. I meant to bring my mom to life. Oh, also important, the spell only works once. They made a point to point that out so she doesn't try it again. Although I don't know if that's like in general or per person because I don't know. But uh, it says if you need to, the spell, it says in the book, the spell becomes permanent at sunset on the fourth day after casting. So we have a ticking clock, everybody. You know what every child, children, every family film loves is a ticking clock. But she says, okay, well, how do I undo it? And it says you have to look at volume two because of course there's a volume two that she needs to get now. But so then she's like, okay, we got to go to the bookstore and get volume two so we can figure out how to do this. And Eve still doesn't really like get what's going on. She's just like fascinated by like, wow, the TV works. And I get small it's a, things. Yeah, it's in color. Well, yeah. And then so she takes Eve with her to walk to the bookstore. And uh, yeah, Eve's like looking around. I was like, wow, everything's so bright. And I can smell flowers and garbage. Oh, and things don't smell. Not everything smells good, I guess. Uh, but then they go to the bookstore and she has to send Eve in because she knows she'll get recognized. And so Eve's she like, literally stole a book. Yeah. And so she's like, all right, go in and ask for Holcroft's Book of the Dead Volume 2, the Book of Awakening, I think is the subtitle. Uh, and she's like, I don't know. And uh, Eve goes in and she just like starts looking around at various things and is like, is this random book the Book of Awakening? And the dude's like, no, I don't have that one. But I, I did have volume one, but some girl took it. And then Eve's just like, oh, I know who that is. And then she takes her outside and the guy sees and he's like, that's my friend, uh, Casey. And then he's like, oh, come back here, police. And like, she has to run off. And oh, also while they're in the bookstore, the dad comes back from where he, what he was doing, he was going to the store or something, comes back and goes into Casey's room and finds the book of the dead. And he is, of course, not happy about it after but the whole- But nowhere near as alarmed as he should have been. Well, I mean, it's implied, I think he sees the price tag and is like, well, A, my daughter stole this. Yeah, And yeah. B, she's, you know, effing with witch stuff again. She's trying to summon the devil in this house. So she's running away from from the bookstore owner and then the dad uh, is like going to the bookstore to return the book I guess as as we find in a second but she like falls in the middle of the street you know like the dad drives a BMW and they live in a beautiful they have a very nice house as usual it's a nice house beautiful beautiful patio it is Mm -hmm. it is layered I love that house it's a good house Um, but so she falls in the middle of the street and there's this big like moving truck coming and the dad's like in his car far away and he can't get to her he's across the intersection yeah yeah and then Eve comes out and just stands in front of... I remember this happening as her pushing Casey out of the yeah, way. Yeah, you'd think that. Well, that would make more sense. Because she does just stand there and put her hand out and the truck stops. Like, like What and, does that do? And like the truck was like honking, so he probably saw her. So it's not like he wasn't going to stop. 
So she doesn't come off as being particularly helpful. Also, the weird they do like weird cuts between her and the truck. So you think she's gonna like blow it up with her mind or something? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah. like like the dramatic music's playing and it's like dun dun. It's like, like, the setup is you think she's gonna push the child yeah, out of the way or, or something like that. Something more dramatic than what happens. But then the dad comes out of the intersection and gets Casey and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, dad, what are you doing here? He's like, I was returning the book. But then he's like, oh, but then this woman saved you. And then she's like, Casey, are you okay? And then Lizzie Lohan faints uh, in the middle of the street. And so then we come back to the house and the dad's, she's waking up on the couch with a nice pack on and is like, dad, what happened? And he's like, you fainted. Thankfully, this lady was here to save your, to help you out. Apparently she's had medical training. I think they also make that a joke earlier that Eve like thinks she's done all of her actual jobs that she dressed she's like oh I was like a pol-. oh yeah she says I was in law enforcement because you know she dressed yeah. up as a police officer and like I, I worked at the hospital because you know she had, was a doctor doll which admittedly fun gag funny fun and so uh, yeah, she came back with this because she had medical training and but in, and then he's like she wakes up and she's like, oh, no, not this, not her. And then he's like, well, thanks so much for helping with uh, Casey. Can we, you know, drive you somewhere? And she's like, oh, let's go to the mall. Like, not, of course, knowing anything of how the world works. And I will admit, this is, this is again, something I can tell some people who cared about this movie while they were writing it, is that it would, have been, it would have been so easy to just write this movie as to Eve just be like, okay, let's do that. Like, just, like, kind of, like, fall into situation after situation. But she has, like, actual agency, especially later. Like, she has stuff she wants to do and places she wants to go. Mm. But, like, it all feels very in character. It's not like, hey, why don't we go, why don't you come with us? And then it's like, yeah, sure, I'd like to. Like, she has, like, it works. She has, she has a very well-developed character for being pla- plastic. Uh, but so he's like, uh, okay, I guess we'll go to the mall. And so they get in the car and she, His like... BMW convertible. And also... Uh, interesting first of all she starts pressing all the buttons in the convertible and Katie's like stop fucking pressing all the buttons but she puts the top down and it folds back mm-hmm. which is like clear and the, the dad symbolism. says I haven't had, had the, the top, top down, down in, in years in, in however long and, and it's clearly symbolism for the fact that she's going to open, open the hearts open, open the hearts, hearts of these people again. again these people knew what they were doing when they were making this movie and I was like the top is a symbol but then also as they're pulling out like she kind of like stands up on the seat a little bit and flips backwards towards mm-hmm. Casey and then all of a sudden you can hear them lip dub over because the wonderful world of Disney can only be escaped for so long you can go seat well, this belt is, this is the wonderful world of Disney yeah. but and they're like seat belt and she's like oh yeah safety first yes and I was like Disney was I, I should also say the sound design on this movie is not spectacular everything sounds a little off especially the music that they play it's like way too quiet and like the ADR is very obvious but it's not it's not noticeable enough that it ruins the film or anything but so they go to the mall and she's just like walking around um being like wow look at all this stuff and this is way bigger than the mall back in sunnyvale that's the name of the town the doll is the doll is from does like does barbie have like a backstory about where she's from Barbie's from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. But she's not from, like, if she doesn't have, like, a whole fictional town. Um, I don't know if it's a fictional town, but I do know that Barbie's from Wisconsin. Fair enough. But so I'm just going to do some, Google some Barbie lore. Google. But so she, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, is that where you're from? And she's like, yeah, Sunnyvale. He's like, where is that? And he's, she's like, oh, it's the perfect little town in middle America. Again, like, you know, being vague dialogue that they would use in, like, advertisements and stuff. So she doesn't, like... So, again, it's a funny gag. It's, it's just funny. I don't know what else to say. Um, And then he's like, oh, yeah, uh, so what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I just arrived here, actually. Uh, none of my stuff has even come in. Like, because so, she complained earlier that she only had the clothes. Willow, she was she's from the fiction... It is a fictional town. It's called Willows, but it's Wisconsin. Willows, Wisconsin. Got it. Um, and none of my stuff has even arrived yet. And, like, I don't have a place to live yet. Like, I, like, I think she says, like, I don't have my dream house. Uh, and he's like, well, I mean, you know, uh, since you're in such a 
a rough spot since like you lost all your stuff or something like that if you want you can stay with us and then she's casey's like no let's not do that because casey because admittedly casey knows what's going on but and also we the audience are like she's a stranger to you you crazy person he is so open to all of this no i wouldn't say he's full well he's open oh Excuse me, I assumed we meant open. You meant open for business. And I was going to say... Well, he's open to a stranger yes, living in his home. It, absolutely. Because she's opening his heart, Emma. Got it. Uh, but again, we're going to... More symbolism, folks. She, He says, well, Casey, we have a spare room. And she says, that's mom's studio. And was mom an artist? Because I did not I guess, set that's, that up. I guess that's all we get, that I guess she was an artist. set that up. But I don't know if it's here or later. But Casey says, that was her special place. Everyone, again, keep it in your pocket. Because I think that you had something. No, that no, I no, never no, no. Realized. Oh yeah, I probably did, but it's really well done. So I'm trying to give him as much credit. Again, put that in your pocket, listeners. We'll come back to it. So uh, then she's like, Eve goes up to a window and is like, "Wow, look at this amazing dress." But then uh, she's like, "Man, but all of my credit cards are with my stuff." And then he's like, "Oh well, I mean, if you want, you can like, I can loan you some money." That was fucking bonkers. <laughs> it's Who so... would just loan a woman money to buy unnecessary ball games? And, oh, yeah. We're going to get into that in a second. And she's like, oh, thanks so much. And so she goes into the store and she like grabs a bunch of stuff and gives it to Casey and she goes, dress me. And she's like, I'm... Well, I immediately... So they walk into the store and it's like, she starts throwing stuff on Casey's arms and Casey's dressed like a normal tomboy. She's like, oh my God, this, this, this. And I was like, I smell a makeover moment. <laughs> I smelled yes. it too. They're literally, they're in the department store. They got the mirrors behind her. And she puts, she stands up on the classic, like, three-fold yeah, mirror yeah. with a podium, like, which say yes to the dress style. And she's like, dress me. Casey's like, uh, no. She's like, Eva's never dressed herself before. Which is a good gag, again. <laughs> and then you hear an amazing opening chords of Bewitched. Say Lovey, aka the best song of our generation, which I am so sorry, listeners of a certain age. My brother looked at me and goes, What is this song? I and did I do was that. like, Say you will, say you won't, <laughs> say you'll do what I don't. Is it just me or did that was it was that song in another movie we reviewed? Most likely Lucas was in every movie from 1998 <laughs> to 2003. I feel like it was in some Disney Channel original movie. So, it, or that, was, was, it in, was it in the Lizzie McGuire movie? Yes. Okay, I that's would, it. I would, I would, no doubt that it is. It was Maybe incredible. that's it. Oh, no, it was in Smart House. It was in our first episode. Say it's true. Say to me. <laughs> say la vie. The British girl group. Okay. Bewitched. There is no E in Bewitched. It's an asterisk. It's an asterisk. Yeah, that is that is what I'm yep, saying. Yep, yes. yep, 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 yep. Um, um, well, if, it, Emma, if you want, Emma, if you want, I can play it at the break, and then I'll do the real bop as the opener, because yeah. I need an opener yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, just guys, you're going to hear it. You'll, you'll hear it in a couple minutes. Um, but so then we get, Emma, do you want to just take it? An amazing makeover <laughs> montage. And it is in the classic form of my favorite makeover montage, where the person wears crazy fucking shit, and the two rational people on the side go... Mm-hmm. Shake their heads. And shake their heads no. And they're like, no, no. Um, so Eve is trying on like fucking bonkers shit, like neon dresses with like magic wands and like top hats and crazy like Easter bonnet shit. And Casey and her dad are like, mm, no, no, no. But then the weird thing about this montage. There's no there's no approval shot. Yeah, but there's no She just loads up. I honestly admire Eve as a role model because she's trying <laughs> well, to Emma, some fugly. She is a role model to girls. To me, especially, she loads up like six bags of fugly expensive shit and the guy's like, this is a lot. Yeah. And then 
She, they still just buy it for her. They never find a good look. That is the thing, right? It's like, they're, they, we, we only see a shot of them going, uh-uh. And then we just see them pile bag after bag. But so keep in mind, folks. They're this saying means, no, this and means, she's saying yes. Yeah, that, but also the fact that every outfit she wears in the rest of this movie, he bought her. And that had to be, like, at least $5,000, right? He seems to be doing well for himself. Like, he's, he's, he's generous here, but I'm saying... Right, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, he had to drop, like, 5 k on this random woman he yeah, just met. Yeah. Because she's buying, like, huge-ass ball gowns and wet outfits for all he seasons. He did drop 5K on just met. It's insanity. But so, okay, the montage ends, sadly for Emma. And uh, she just pouted. Say you will, <laughs> say you won't, say you'll do uh, The montage what? ends, and then they're going to lunch at this Italian restaurant. And there's, I feel like there's, like, a weird gag that I don't, like, that Eve can't read for some reason. Because she's looking. She can't read. But why can't she? Like she's a doll. I know, but like her character, I assume could read. Like why would her he? character could cook? She couldn't cook. Oh, that's fair. Okay, I got you. Because like she has the menu like upside down, and she's just like, I can't read this. And then it comes up later, and then he's like, Oh yeah, you know everything's it's in Italian. Italian. It's in Italian. I'll order for you. And she's like, Oh, that'd be great. And this is where we could get, first of all also. Another note, surprising fashion for me, the hat she is wearing. It's incredible. Such, it's a great, such a big black, like, it looks like a hat you'd wear to the Kentucky Derby almost. Yes, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. But so she's like, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, Casey's like, do it, like, I feel like she doesn't do this, but in my memory, she's doing that thing that kids do in movies where they go like, and like, mime, Casey gagging me. Casey, in this scene, is like, out acting people. <laughs> Definitely the dad. And not having lines. Like, she's just acting with her face. She's not doing something so gross, like sticking her finger in her mouth, but she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's rolling her eyes, and you can just tell she's so over these fucking people. Right. But this was the first time that I ever, like, in the movie, like, truly had a genuine, like, adult laugh was... When they're at this Italian restaurant, and he's like, she's like, I can't read it. He's like, I'll order for you. He orders them whatever, and he orders Casey spaghetti. And he passes her the bread, and she obviously, like, cracks it open and smells. And I was like, oh, my God, real bread. Real food in real general, food. because she it's only eats plastic, plastic food, food, I assume. And so she cracks open the bread, and he's like, do you want some butter? And he hands her, like, a plate that's filled with, <laughs> like, pats of butter. Yeah, the little and she slices. picks it up with your fingers puts and just whole... <laughs> puts the whole thing in her mouth with no which, bread. Which, same, same. And, and I, just is like, mm, I'd do it if I, I could. I cracked the fuck up It's laughing. really good. I wish I had known better of myself, but it was so fucking funny. And then she does it, like, two more mm-hmm. times with full pats of butter. Because she's so jazzed about the food, you guys. And then, and then a weird turn that this conversation takes is Casey has now decided... And it's kind of weird because, like, I feel like if I brought a doll to life, number one move is hide it until I can fix it, which is the kid She's trying to out. Yeah, this is where she's, like, trying to be like, all right, I'm going to get you, bitch. Like, I'm going to show, I'm going to make, prove you be weird. It's like the doll's going to fuck her dad. Yes. Uh, Well, that becomes clear in a a second. But she's just like, yeah, so, like, um, where are you from? Like, what did you do in something or something? Maybe this is where it comes up. Maybe I was wrong. She's like, oh, everything, you know, law enforcement, medical. I was a secretary. And then he's like, oh, you're a secretary. Well, you know, funnily, my I just my secretary just quit. If you don't mind, I could really use some help tomorrow. She's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'd love to, Ben. And then she's like, oh, but, you know, like we were saying, as much as I, like, value my work, my real purpose in life is be a role model to girls and show them that they can do anything, which I think Emma did take to heart because I think Eve almost was her role model in many respects. She's just pouting at me now because I don't know if that was mean or not. No, I just, I liked that part of this movie. I don't know, I liked that part no, of I'm not making, No, I'm not making fun that of it. That was, like, one of the genuine parts of this movie where I was, like, I liked that, like, Eve had a good mission. Like, yeah. she was very silly and she was very comedic the whole time. Whatever she would talk about, she was like, I want to be 
a role model for girls, show them that they can do anything and they can be anybody. And I was always just like, my heart. That no, made, no, it, yeah, gave, no. it gave her a good grounding. In- yeah, no, I'm not making fun of it. I was just pointing that out because I feel like it applied to Emma. Then Ben has to go up and like talk to the maitre d' or something. I don't know, he leaves. And then Casey's just like, yo, bitch, why are you trying to bone down on my dad? And she's like, he's so much cuter than all the guys. She says like to his face earlier, she's like, you're the most interesting man I've ever met or something all like that. All the guys that. in Sunnyvale they're all so fake i feel like she says or something like, something like that something to that effect but uh she is very open for business for this dad and again i feel like this guy does not deserve the opening no. all this business like all these little all also these little... he's what 38 maybe he's got a Tyra weird beard banks is 25 in this movie. something like that um but so like he's like oh yeah so if you want to come help me tomorrow that'd be great and again casey tries to get her where she's like oh are you like uh, proficient with Windows and Apple, and she goes, uh, and she goes, yeah, both. I love Apple. <laughs> I laughed genuinely again. I good it. joke. That's a good fucking joke. Windows and and Apple. a lot of that it goes to Tyra Banks' delivery again, not just the writing. Uh, but then they go home for the night. And then they go home for the night, and Casey does. I think we. I'm only. I only noticed this because we just talked about it in an Av- the Avalon High episode. Casey decides to just be like, to do the one thing kids in Disney Channel original movies never do, which is she tries to tell her dad what happened. Which is, I admire I know, this. that's what I'm saying. Why do they never try? Because it, it immediately well, she Well, I guess said, in this point it really backfires. Well, immediately because she says like, Dad, I'm going to tell you this. You're not going to believe me. And he's like, okay, tell me anyway. Hit me. And she's like, look, Eve is not real. She's a doll. I brought her to life with actual magic. Because I did not give him a wicked thing that you were really adamant about yes. dropping. And so you can't fall in love with her. The thing about this was, like, the movie could have really copped out and been like, oh, she's scared of the dad knowing she's back into the wicked shit. Right. So he, she, he, That's she what I'm saying. Not, but they did do the responsible mm-hmm. thing, which was having her try to tell the dad, and he just didn't give a fuck. Which, admittedly, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's, it, it is a hard thing to believe that, one, magic is real. Two, it's, you brought a doll to life. Really this woman that I've had a money. I've had a boner for ever since lunch is made of plastic. Ever since lunch, four hours ago. Yeah, it's like it's a little it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. But uh, he's she's like tries to give him evidence. She's like, look, she's so like off and weird. And he's like, yeah, people are weird sometimes. Because he clearly is. Uh, well, he really is trying to cut her a lot of slack because he wants to bone down on her at this point. And uh, she's like, he like, where's like, where's Sunnyvale? It's because it doesn't exist. And he's like, there's a lot of small towns that I've never heard of. And she's just like, fine, you don't believe me. I get it. Me. And I think we do like a scene where we cut into Eve watching TV and being like, oh, the pictures move. She's also in like a somewhat scantily clad nightgown. I feel like it was she's very scantily clad. A lot of this she movie. is, and I'm going to talk about one later that I'm going to do my best not to sound creepy because it makes me feel creepy. You that probably I have to, still will because it makes I feel bad about it, but I do need to Real bring it up. Pack. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're going to I think we're going to take a break here because then we're about to get into possibly. Th- I don't want to say it's the best part of the movie. He's great. No, no, the office. No matter which she goes. Sure. But then we're about to, because we're about to get into, like, probably one of the best written parts of the movie. the office rolls into... Eve's great. It does roll into that part. That is, like, the the single best part of the movie. But, uh, that's the single best part of the movie. But I'm saying overall, in terms of, like, script and comedy, the the next part is really, really good. So we're going to take a break here. We'll come back, finish it up. Uh, but... We'll see you soon. Cause see it, Eve. It's it's a wordplay. That's not funny.
Okay, so we're back. Hi. So, uh, Eve goes into the dad's office the next day. Wearing an amazing, beautiful suit with pearls. Her hair is just like in an updo. It's stunning. Which, again, the dad had to have bought her. Which, again, insane. All, okay, Lucas, just blanket statement. I know you're really <laughs> upset about this man buying It just doesn't clothes, make any sense. But I know, but it's all purchased by him. Anyway, so... Uh, he shows her in and brings her up to this other secretary lady, and he's like... Who literally looks like she's been hit by a truck. Like, <laughs> it was so clearly... Like, this woman is a beautiful woman, and they very clearly tried to, like, ugly her down in order to be able to set up for a makeup scene. Yes, that I scene. even noticed it. Like, like they, her hair's wet. Like, nobody in any... <laughs> no woman in any movie's hair is ever wet. Like, her hair's wet and, like, pinned back to the side of her head with, like, two rusty bobby pins. <laughs> like, she's, like, fucking old Greg. Like, it's like... Yeah, she looks like they, put, they found her in a cave... They're actively, like, trying to make her look horrendous so then he can make her over in two minutes. Of course. And so he's like, okay, hey, Ellen, I think is her name? Ellen, uh, this is Eve. She can be helping me out today. I'm Ellen. Uh, Eve, she can help me out today. You're laughing too hard at your own joke. Uh, I am Ellen. uh, This is Ellen. Eve, this is Ellen. This is Eve. Uh, She can help me out today. Why do they go with names with an E? That seems unnecessarily complicated, screenwriters. She's going to be helping me out today. Help uh, put her in the system so you know we can pay her and stuff, I guess, and uh, help her with and help her find her and way so around. There's a few cute gags. So like Eve does the whole thing with the territory where it's like, "Where are you from?" And she's like, "Sunnyvale," and it's like, "Where is that the Sunshine State?" in the gag, and she's like, "Florida, great." Like, yeah. So she, it's like she's she clearly has, not having any of what she is selling. No, and but she also has no real information. But I will say overall, overarching, this scene is genuinely funny, and it's mm-hmm. one of the few scenes where I was like actually like cracking yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, gonna set the tone for the next couple of scenes, which are all equally like, great. But this scene is so funny when she's on the computer and she has like the it's like the Windows screensaver where the sparkles are like bouncing from corner mm-hmm. to corner, and she's just watching it. And you can see her eyes just like yeah, it. yes, because so then because she gets all this info from her of like of like her employment history and her the fact she doesn't have a last name. Um, yeah, so she takes her to the cubicle and she's like, yeah, here's your computer, work on it. And uh, and this is also a moment that has become a pretty famous GIF online, I feel like, where she just like starts typing stuff on the computer and like random code, or that might be later, I don't know. Oh no, she starts deleting a bunch of stuff. And then Richie, the- Wolf of Wall Street. Law and Order SVU asshole- uh, walks past and like drops it off and then immediately doubles back and is like, hey. Yeah, I don't think you wanted those deleted. Ben drops off on shoulders like, can you just like get these? I'm assuming he means for her to type them up or yeah. like type them up. And this is like the famous life-size gif where she's typing literal nonsense, just mm-hmm. like slamming on the keyboard. <laughs> uh, but also important note is that Richie, he gives her those things. Richie's like, hey, man, when I told you to move on, I didn't mean like, I mean, when I told you to move on, I didn't think you'd hit the jackpot so hard, meaning like he thinks, oh, you hired a hot secretary to bone. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. It was just, you know, help me out. There's nothing going on. And then he's like, oh, well, if you're not boning her, that means I can bone her for he's sure. Like, can right? I make her to the party? And that, yes. that's the first time we learned that there's a party happening. Soon. Yes. And keep that in your back pocket because it's going to be amazing. And so he's like, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. I'm not, there's nothing's happening. Also, right after this, he calls her into his office because he needs to do, he needs her to do filing, I guess, in his Mm -hmm. office. And she comes into his office and this is like a a quick cut. It's like super quick smash. She's writing in a notebook or is trying to literally show you a notebook and she's drawing loops, like consecutive loops over and over again in the notebook and like looks up at him and it is just like a little tiny detail that was so funny. He's really tense, obviously, because he's stressed trying to make partner. He's trying to make partner, guys, because that's the most important plot line. Yeah. Movie. So he's she offers to give him a massage because obviously she's been a massage therapist. Of course. He's like, let me let me guess, you're a masseuse. She's like, no massage therapist. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And so she's massaging him, and he's like, I don't think it's right in the workplace. And I was like, neither do I, sir. You, <laughs> you are correct, he, sir. He plowed right through that, and Drew the husky shows up and is like. 
Yo, what's going <laughs> what's, on? Why is your new secretary giving you a massage? Why is the new secretary a Victoria's Secret model? That too. First of all, that I think was her immediate. As a woman, I know that was her immediate concern. Right, uh, and he's like, "Oh, nothing. It's fine. Yeah, yeah." But uh, you, uh, Eve, please go file these for me. But then, so basically, this all culminates in like everything about this. So all, she has a whole day at the office. This all culminates busy. in Ben the, gets busy. She ends up in the mail room. Mail room. That's the word I was looking fucking for. Fucking herself over, like copying things, shredding everything. Oh yeah, it's like think, it's like a mess. Mass chaos. Like think about like the elf scene where he tries to work the desk. Yes, office. exactly. That. Absolutely not. But and, and, and like I think like her hair comes undone and she's like got mascara she's, running down yeah, her face. Yeah. So she's a, a mess. And Ellen and comes Ellen in and is like, her. "How did you f up this bad? Don't you at all know what you're doing?" And she's just like, "Eve can do anything," which also is a good running gag that she always talks about herself in the third person. Yes. I enjoy that. Um, and then she's just like, "Okay, just come with me." And then like takes her into another room. And is like, "I'll call you a cab, but you're going home. You've screwed up way too much today." And she's just like, "She's like, I'm fucking over you." Sister. Yeah, and she's just like, "But Eve can't fail. Eve's the best at everything." And then like, Ellen. Has Ellen to... has a great moment as yes. a woman. I also love the character of Ellen, this competent secretary. She's like, "I do wish we got the... more Ellen." She's like, "We can't all be the best at everything." She's mm-hmm. like, "I can do this, this job." But she's like, "I, I wish I looked like you. Like, I mm-hmm. wish for one second that I could, you know, get people to look at me the way they look at you." Because you know, Victor... she's a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not let's not beat her. I do like that about this movie. They don't beat her on the bush that, like, I know she's supposed to be a Barbie doll, but, like, Tyra Banks was the prime of being a Victoria's Secret model. So Mm -hmm. she's literally the epitome of, like, hottest woman in the world. Mm -hmm. So they don't... No one in the movie is like, oh, that's just an average secretary woman. Like, they all treat her as you should treat her because she is a Victoria's Secret model in the middle of your office. So... Definitely. She's ungodly hot. And so she's like, all of our different strengths. Like, you know, I'm good at this, filing stuff, and, like, I wish I could make people look at me the way they look at you. Like, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Eve looks at her and is like, you know, it's just like... You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Just a little bit of... Because Eve not... believes in all women, that they can all be as good and as her. And also, Ellen says here, she's like, there's this one guy in the office who has never even noticed me. Like, I've been dying. I'm, I'm, I have a big crush on him, and I can't even get him to look at me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we just got to fix that. We just got to, you know, fix your hair and, you know, not make it wet. And, and we, we have put a very, an ounce of makeup on you. We have a you. very quick makeover. We don't even get real montage. It's just like a cut. And then she's like, and a little bit of foundation or whatever she says. I don't know. And then, like, she turns around, and of course, it's a complete freaking I mean, we all saw this coming, but I loved yes. every second of it. The transformation, I was like, oh my god. And then she, Ellen loves Eve because she saved her. <laughs> yeah, and like another lady comes around and is like, Ellen, is that you? You look stunning. And she's like, oh, it's all thanks to Eve. Um, and then like we cut to Ben's office and being like, oh yeah, re- freaking Eve ruined everything today. But Ellen really liked her. I don't know what's what happened, what changed. But so then we also get a scene of Casey going to the toy store. Because she, like, finds a certificate of authenticity for the doll in the box. And she's, like, goes to the toy store and being, like, the lady from the beginning and is, like, hey, I got the certificate with the doll. What does it mean? And she's, like, like, what a dumbass. Fucking read the question <laughs> on the box. I think it said this shit on the box. It did, yes. But she's, like, it just proves that, you know, you have an Eve doll certificate of authenticity and it has your specific Eve number on there. And it's also located on the bottom of the foot of the doll's foot. So, you know, that's your Eve and you, you own it. And she's, like, oh, wait, every doll has that on their foot? And she's, like, oh, yeah. It'll never come off. It's always going to be there. And Casey's just like, gotcha, bitch. And I was like, okay, so yeah, Casey's full on trying to catch the doll now, which is weird because she brought it to life. But like, even if you did catch it, like your dad's not going to believe you, dumbass. I know, because she told him already and he didn't believe her. But like, she's just like, oh, I hate this doll now. And I'm like, okay. But now I think it's time for the party. The best scene in this movie. The best scene in the film. So she walks in 
uh, with Aran Richie's armor. Is there a scene at the house where like, she gets ready for the party? I think. Oh, dude, there there is really just that she checks and the number is on Eve's foot. That's all that that scene is. Congrats. Yeah, and uh, and so then we cut to the party. Eve walks in on Richie's arm. Emma, what is she wearing? Like this weird. It's like a red off the shoulder gown with like a black underneath. It's it's beautiful. She has like her hair. Pinned. It's like that kind of 90s style where you'd like put a headband in it so it's like down up front but then like wild on the back. She's got like crazy curls happening. She looks, I just want to say in this scene, guys, I mean, she does in the entire movie, but in this scene especially, fucking poreless. Like she has <laughs> not a flaw on her face. She looks like someone buffed her with like something you would take to a floor. Like a, like a marble <laughs> Like floor. one of those spinny things? Like a spinny thing that you would buff out scuffs yeah, to the floor. Like about. she looks so goddamn poreless. She has a bold red lip happening and I when at a certain point in the scene she looks at Richie and she's like stop being a scumbag. Like you know mm-hmm. whatever. She's like telling him to stop being a fucking loser and it's like you know just be yourself and I was like she had that bold red lip, not a pore on her face. And I was like, I want Eve to climb across a boardroom table and tell me to fight for myself. I want her to slap me in the face and say, get it together. Like, that's what I want. You want Tyra Banks to be your life coach. Yeah. She just, I was like, everything you're saying is so right. <laughs> she could be, she could be trying to recruit you into a pyramid scheme and you'd buy everything it. that woman said I was buying mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I think we've only touched on it at this point, but especially in this scene, Tyra Banks shines as Eve. She's doing a masterclass. Yes. So she comes in with Richie. All you know, eyes are on her, by the way. Ben, Drew, everyone's looking at her. Well, she's another thing about this movie that I would like to give them credit for is she's visibly nine feet tall. Yeah, she's so tall. And they don't really try to cover it up at all. She's so much taller than every other guy in the room. And it's Which amazing. is almost like a joke about how, like, if you had put Barbie's proportions on a real person, they'd, like, crumple over because no one could be that tall. Like, I just and, like, like that they didn't try to make him look taller. Like, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wildly taller than She's every crazy guy. tall. Um, but so she comes in with Richie. Everyone's like, oh, wow. And Drew's like, oh, no, I'm in danger from getting this guy I, I'm so open for business for. And then her and Richie dance. And then he's like, yeah, I'm getting with this girl kind also, of. Also fucking what's while her and Richie dance, Ty, Tyra and, and Richie, what's his name? Ben and Drew dance like immediately, like immediately they are dancing like mm-hmm. romantically. And I'm like, I'm like, what is the status of your <laughs> relationship? Because you made it sound like you're not open for business with her at all and like right. you grabbed her immediately and you guys yes. are dancing so intimately like with his hand on her back and I was like I would never dance with a co-worker that way like a slow dance like with his hand basically on my ass like they were doing a romantic dance it was you would never romantic. do that with a co-worker you weren't like in. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down and I was like so he's not dating her but he's gonna dance with her immediately like that alright yeah uh, so they dance and he's like yeah cool and again she's just selling it so hard um, but then, like, a faster song plays, or is this, no, this is a slower one. That was a fast one. Slower one, and she goes and grabs Ben, and she's like, come on, dance with me. And then he's like, oh, I don't really dance. She's like, like oh. Salsa. It's like a salsa. Yeah, and then he's like, she's like, oh, don't worry, I'm the best dancer in Sunnyvale. Uh, and, of course, she's actually terrible, because, I don't know. He has to lead. He has and to lead. And, again, it's very romantic between a grown man and this doll. This is where I said that, like, she's really good here. Like, in a salsa scene, she's so extra. And, like, just does these little, like... Yes, she's selling like, it poses. so hard. Like, she sells it so hard, and it's so cute. But, like, you can see her, like, she's uneasy, and then she's, like, doing little poses. Oh, Tyra's just so good here. Mm-hmm. So, they have their little romantic slow dance. And then, like, Richie comes and pulls her away. And then is like, hey, Let's so you want to get out of here? And then she just... Let's go do quaaludes in my push. <laughs> and then she just slaps him straight in the face. And he's like, why did you do that? And she's like, oh, was I not supposed to? Did she watched just... a movie earlier where she sees that also. Oh, did it? Yeah. I, I missed that. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, and then she's like, oh, was I supposed to? You were being forward. And he's like, I... 
Yeah, I guess I was. That's a good point. And he just like totally admits to being a scumbag. And he's like, she's like, and listen. And she's like, be a good guy. And yeah. I'm like, be a good guy. Yeah, come on, Richie. Come on, Richie. We want what's best for Put you. Put those quaaludes away. And, but then, so she's like, hey. You're, get it you're better than this, idiot. And so she turns him away. Turns him away. And then everyone, buckle your seatbelts. Because a man Did on stage. Did you know that E is great? <laughs> no matter, no matter where, where she goes. goes dress her up. up. From her, from her head to, to, to her, her toes. toes. Okay. On the town? At the mall? She loves high fashion. Well, you know, at the club. After dark. She'll spend the whole, whole night, night dancing. dancing. I'm not going to do the whole song. No. But look. Uh, so this is where this <laughs> fucking this is, scene pops. This, oh. Yes, because the, the band, he says, hey, we're going to take requests now. So if you got and any songs. she song, up She is like, lunging. And she just runs up there and is like, do you know Be A Star? They're like, fuck no. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not a song. But if you sing it, we can follow along. You and know, this, like bands this, do. And the second, yeah, at any, you know, event. And the second that microphone, I swear to God, watch it. Hey, it's okay? so It's so fast. The second he hands her the microphone, she just the says, band, Eve's great. And the band comes in instantaneously right after that one bar they're like oh we got it we got it that's the best band in the fucking universe yes like then she goes E is great no No matter matter where the piano comes in and then she's like yeah buddy and it's just and so this she's singing Be A Star which is the theme song for the dolls you see it in the commercial also coincidentally the theme song for my life (laughs) it is an unadulterated bop literally since we watched this we have been singing it on and off to ourselves and also my mom who had never seen this movie watched it with us and like she cannot like like who Whoever wrote this song deserves like five million dollars. That's what I'm telling you. You can tell they put love into this movie because they were just like, "It's we need to make the catchiest song of all time. We want kids to sing this on their way to school." No matter where she goes, dress. But so okay. She starts singing it at first, like, everyone's like, who is this bitch? What is she doing? Immediately, this newcomer gets on stage, and they're singing a song, which is good. But immediately, we're a little skeptical of this Mm -hmm. performance. And we're sitting on the side eating our cheese cubes, and we're like... I don't know about this. Uh, I don't know. And then then, she comes into the crowd and is like, come on, everybody, you can all be be stars. stars. And everyone realizes, you know what? We can can be stars. She also grabs this old ass man off of the side. But this was the most adult trope. How did they get the fuck away with this? Because they have one. They they got one in. So she pulls this old guy out first, like the first guy to like join her in the be a star dance, which is obviously, if you don't know the moves, um, literally jump in a river. <laughs> but like, you know, the up, down, the big sweep. And so she's trying to get this guy to sing along and dance with her, pulls him out of the crowd. Richie comes up to Drew and Ben, um, Husky and Dad, and is like, Do you know who she's dancing with, right? And they're like, mm, no. Which like, why wouldn't they know? But whatever. She's like she's like, mm, no. Some she's circuit court. No, judge. They're like they're like they're like judge, blah blah blah, blank blank circuit. So it's like a circuit court judge. And <laughs> Richie looks deadpan at the camera and goes, his briefs are never going to be the same. Which is a jizzing your Which pants joke. Which is a jizzing your pants joke on top of a legal brief joke. Yes. It is because it, Because if you're a kid, you just think, oh, I don't know, legalese. But no, that's a jizzing your pants joke. That's an inappropriate it's a joke. jizzing your pants joke on the wonderful And I know movie. what you're thinking, guys. You just have a dirty mind. No, seriously, watch the scene. What it, else, what, what else does he mean? Because they all break out laughing because it is genuinely a funny line. But it just comes out of nowhere. So they do the whole number, and it ends too soon, of course, because I could watch. Literally, if the I whole could watch movie, that song for if the whole minutes. movie was just the song, I'd be like, minutes. fine, yeah, cool, great. Like if they ended the song and then ended the movie, I would have been happy. Um, but so they could, she comes home, and she's like, oh Ben, oh comes home, comes back to their house, and it's like, oh Ben, I had such a great time tonight. It was so wonderful, all the dancing, all the great people, and then they go out like by the pool, which is on the way to the uh, place where she's staying, like the pool house, and then she's like. 
but do you know what would make it perfect? And then she goes in for the kiss. Also, wait, wait, wait. Before you, this happens, before they go in for the kiss, is he a fucking astrologer? Oh, yeah, the stars thing. He didn't even, it wasn't like the Big Dipper also. He's like, well, that's Perseus and the thing First of, Theseus, of all, real quick. And the wolf on Maestrius. And I was like, I was like, why do you know like six random constellations that no one can ever see in Los Angeles? I don't know where the fuck they are also. For, but. Yeah, but first of all, real quick, it's astronomer. Astrologer is the, the, Whatever. the birth chart. Stars. Crap. Stars. Yes. Um, but so they go in for the kiss, right? And then Casey comes out and sees them like lips inches from each other. Come out of her eyes. She just starts bawling. Just and is like, "No, how could you?" And then like runs inside. Oh no, sorry, no. Yeah, Eve does say this right. She goes. She just walks up to Casey, and in the most robotic Tyra Banks gets in this role, goes, "There's water in your eyes." Casey, your eyes have water. What is wrong? And she just runs inside and doesn't get an answer. And then the dad has to follow her. And she's like crying out of bed. And again, Lindsay Lohan's selling this so, so hard. She's a good, I wrote this later, but I'll say it now. Lindsay Lohan's a good crier. Yeah. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of kids that can't pull off crying well and acting. She's a good ass crier. I, she, her crying, I feel so genuine and real. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Hit me where it hurts, LL. Also, by the way, the the guy that Ellen wanted to get was Richie because they have a moment at the party. Yeah, we skip that. Boring. It's cute. Um, but so he comes and talks to her, and then she's and he's like, "Hey, hey, nothing happened, Casey. Don't worry about it." And she's like, "You don't get it. Like you're falling in love with her." And he's like, "I'm not falling in love with her." He's like, "You're gonna you're gonna replace like she's gonna replace mom." I brought this up, everybody. I brought this up before. She says, "You let ma. You put her." in mom's special place, Ugh. meaning the art studio, but what she really means is the special place in your heart. And call that's it called... Was it in an art studio? Do we ever decide that it was art or was it just it, They're like They're like paintings, I think. Okay. But it's her studio. And she said, I'll put the doll in a special place. She said, that's mom's special place. And, and there's going to be like one or two more, but I'm telling you, they're trying to theme this movie with okay. this metaphor and I love it. Uh, but, this guy, so. I, but it's fantastic is the thing. I was so caught up in the song. But so she cries her eyes out. The dad's just like, Meh, I'm a terrible father. Yeah, he and really th- doesn't try here. Nope. And then uh, we cut to the next day at football practice again, of course, because, you know. Okay, also, like, at this point, LL, same shit happens. Throws to the kid. He drops mm-hmm. it. She comes at him like a fucking bat out of hell and is like, stop dropping it. Wiener fuck. head. Which, Again, like, also, like, stop that. fucking dropping it. I agree. <laughs> but also, like, she needs an attitude adjustment and also a ponytail holder. <laughs> Why is this girl playing football with her fucking hair down? I don't fucking take out the trash with my hair down. <laughs> that is the most unrealistic part of this movie. And in this movie, a doll, <laughs> doll comes to life. Magic is real. Magic is real. I would never play football with my hair down. Like, I can't even fathom the idea of doing that. And I know but that if you put your hair up, can you wear the helmet? Like, wouldn't that have trouble? You can put it in a fucking bun at the nape of your neck, you sure, fuck part. Like, I, I don't know girl hair. I, I'm sorry. I just, it, it's infuriating. I know they did it for the dramatic effect of her pulling off the helmet and then the hair cascading down and you realizing she's a woman. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, that is not a functional hairstyle for a woman playing. You would braid it against your head or some shit. That is not functional. Uh, but so she, then, yeah, she gets mad at the kid and gets benched again. Uh, and then she's sitting there on the bench and Eve comes up to her and Eve in this one is wearing like a raincoat and, ha- and has like an umbrella and it's not raining. raining. I, I don't know why they put her in that. Uh, but she's just like, Hey, uh, and she's like, what are you doing here? It looks like, like green plastic. It looks very dull. It's like... weird. Um, and she's like, what are you doing here? She's like, well, I just want to check up on you. I saw you were all upset last night and you know, you're my special friend and I want girls to look up to me. So I don't want girls mad at me or something like that. And then uh, it comes the line again where she says, what was that water coming out of your eyes? And she says, I was crying. And she goes like, 
what is crying? Like, why do humans cry? And again, cinematic parallels. I didn't think this movie would have anything in common with Terminator, but it, here it we are. Um, and so she's like, it's 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 fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so she's just like, okay. But she, but then she like asks her about her mom, and with this, where we they actually again for a dead mom has something to do with the story. They actually address how the mom died. Yes. Where they say. She went in for a checkup, and they found out she was sick, and then died very suddenly after. Like the like, it was she. We can assume she had like the cancer that kills you. And there's another thing where I was like, Lindsay Lohan is doing a fucking master class in this thing about her mom being sick. It was so adorable and like heartfelt. I can't even. And she basically says, "Look, like every girl should have her mother, and no one can ever replace her in your heart, in your special place, guys." And uh, they, like, reconcile. She's like, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have a surprise for you. But so then we cut back to the dad's law office. And Drew comes up. Husky Drew. Um, but so she comes up to the dad and she's like, hey, so I had Ellen pull Eve's file because I want to know about this girl who's trying to steal my D. Yeah. Um, it's real weird. Did you look at it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. She's Wait, cool. He also just makes excuses, like, for, like, a, you know, he's the classic guy dating a crazy girl. And he's like, mm, that's how everything goes. Like, yeah. they are supposed to light my stuff on fire. She's a little emotional or eccentric. And you're like, that's crazy. But they just, like, make excuses for it. Because um, she's a Victoria's Secret model yeah, who's interested he's, in him. And he's him. like, I don't care. I can't let this go. But then he literally is like, are you jealous? Yes. And, and she's like, Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. actually say that. Her I mouth, like say, her mouth like laughs, but her eyes say yes. I like how people in this movie are just like, mm, yeah. I they say, you. they say it like it is. And then the other part of this that pissed me the fuck off is he goes, "I like that you're jealous," and it's mm-hmm. like you just almost kissed the doll last night, you <laughs> big horn dog. Pick a side. What do you want? Flesh or plastic? Do the husky, the beautiful dog delivering medicine across the Alaska. Balto was not a husky. He was. But wolf. he was with huskies. <laughs> Whatever. Did she deliver medicine, or do you want the doll come to life? Pick one. You know, of all the topics I figured we'd get into this episode, Balto was, was not, not one of them. <laughs> and I clearly don't really understand Balto. Anyway, so we come back to the house after this, and Eve is trying in the cook. kitchen. She's blue, trying to cook, blue, but she can't blue, She can't find her special, blue stars, blue stars. special Eve Be a Star cookbook that has stars on the cover. And she's blue like, well, stars. I'm just going to have to improvise. And then, going, then we folks. do a hard cut to Casey coming home, and the, the kitchen is full of smoke, and there's like a burnt... So it's, it's just like some mound. shape. It's, it's a mound. something. And then she calls it vanilla surprise. Yeah. She's like, I was just trying to make you something to like cheer you up, and Casey has to get the fire extinguisher. Cause she's just and like, then Eve tries to pull it out of her hands, and I genuinely laughed, and she goes, I was a forest ranger, let me do it. <laughs> she does say that. Again, good humor in this movie. Also, so then they like they put out the fire with like the smoke extinguisher. Or there's with foam really, really fake foam. It's and like it's all over their faces, and then at the end, they're like sitting against the thing. There's a really cute moment where they're Casey kind of laughs at her. She's like, "Why are you laughing? Like, I'm a failure. Like no girls want to be." And she's like, "Look at yourself." And they look at each other in the back of the pan, and they both start laughing, mm-hmm. and they really bond. And I started crying. (laughs) I I started laughing. I didn't start crying. But it is very cute. And this is, and of course, this is going to be the natural turn of the film where they become best friends. Mm -hmm. But, okay, I alluded to this. And I, I I don't want to I, I don't want to dwell on it because it does make me feel kind of a bit of a creepo. So they, please don't dwell on it too much. I won't. But weird. so they cut they the next scene they've take they clearly both washed up because they got all messy, and Eve is wearing this like hockey Rangers, jersey, jersey that says Rangers. Let's I assume just it's hockey. Try to pretend you know what I, sport it's is. It's hockey, isn't it? Yeah, Rangers. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. 
Uh, she's wearing a hockey jersey. She has her hair down, and she looks really attractive. And as a kid, I was like, oh, this, yes, I like this a lot. And I didn't know why. It was one of those, like, much like the Goblin Boy was a sexual awakening thing for Emma, this was, this did it for me as a kid, and I don't want to dwell on I it. I will say, I just, like, her fitness scene, like, they take all, like, that really harsh makeup off her because she has, like, that doll purple eyeshadow on and shit, and she just has her natural hair kind of, like, down. She it's looks... all wavy. She's like, and, and her facial beauty is actually distracting. It takes me out of the scene. All right, cool it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It takes me out of the scene multiple times. I'm like, I can't even look at you. But they basically have a conversation about, like, they're brushing each other. She's brushing um, Casey's hair. And also, by the way, guys, I always wanted red hair like Lindsay Lohan's growing up. And I've never got it because that's not the jeans I was born with. But was my favorite wish of all growing up was to have her hair. <laughs> um, but they're kind of talking about, you know, Casey's mom and, like, the fact that, like, she used to, like, smile a lot. And her dad missed her 100 watt, watt smile, smile. Which is a weird thing that's going to be brought up multiple they times. They shoehorn it in yeah. there. Right. And it's we're in, like, probably like the last 30 minutes. And this is the, all that's going to appear in the film. And I literally don't understand... I don't know what happens in the rest of the scene except for they just like bond and talk about Yeah, they talk about being they basically they was so pretty I they, forgot what's happening. They basically talk about Casey's character about like what her character wants, you know, missing her mom and all that. And they talk about Eve's character being like oh, she wants to be a role model to all girls and that kind of thing and she This is where they have the breakthrough where Casey goes perfect is boring. This is this is the this is the through line. Yes. Like why is the Eve, the Eve doll we know at this point is kind of failing as a as a, a commercial have we seen object. That yet? Oh, well we saw it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We saw it in the beginning and we see it um Later, too. We, she hasn't, Eve herself hasn't seen the commercial, but we know that the Eve doll is not doing well. And it is, Casey says, it's because perfect is boring. You can't be perfect at everything. It's not relatable. Yeah, because Everybody making a mistake makes is mistakes. stays human. Yeah. Everybody has those days. Um, and yeah, so they bond over this and they're friends now. Um, and so she wakes up the next day. No, she, wait. Also, she walks out of the daughter's room. The dad, whatever, is Benny, 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 Boo Boo, walks in and is like, <laughs> Okay, it's bedtime. Yeah, the yeah. lady gets to shut up. And so he, she comes out, Casey's going to bed, and she's like, hey, fuckle, listen to me <laughs> for a second. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, hey, maybe, I don't know, fucking crazy idea, go to your kid's sports game, you <laughs> piece of shit. And he's like... it's the championship. And he's like, it's the championship, it's championship game on this Saturday or whatever. And he's like, you know, I've been trying. And she's like, that seems dumb. Maybe <laughs> just fucking go. And he's like, good point. And I literally, at this point, I was like, if Tyra Banks in this look, at this age, in this beauty looked at me and told me to put myself in a trash can, <laughs> light myself on fire, and go rolling down the cliffs of Mohair, I would be like, whatever you say. Whatever like, you say. Go to your fucking daughter's football game, you sad sack. Like, <laughs> and the fact that he's not, at this point, is still, like, needing convincing to do this is insane to me. Um, yes, that is good. I did skip over that. But, uh, so she wakes up the next day, and she gets an email that says that the past pages bookstore has gotten in the... But it doesn't matter to her because she wants to keep Eve Because they're friends now. Although, a weird thing, and this is the one genuine plot hole in the movie, like we talked about, doesn't have many, but this is one, is she tried to find, tried to find the book earlier online, and it said the, bo the bookstore wouldn't get it for another week. And then this has been, like, less than four days because of how the spell works, so I don't know how it got it in early. Whatever. But it was weird. But so she's like, so, uh, and then there's also a scene of Eve in the studio watching TV again. And there's a, like a news report that comes on being like, uh, Marathon Toys is going to, they're, they're probably going to discontinue Eve because it's failing because it hasn't been selling well. And she's and like, Eve, the human doll is like, no, no my friends, my home. Cause she's like pictures of Sunnyvale from the commercial and whatnot. And uh, so she comes into the house and she's like, uh, she obviously wants to talk about the fact that she kind of needs to go back because Sunnyvale's failing. And she's like, oh, hey, I just got an email that the 
book came in, but we don't need it because we're best friends now, right? Anyway, I got to get to my game. And then Eve's just like, uh, where's that bookstore? And like goes on the computer and, and is like, because she's, she's got to go back, guys. Most of this movie does not drag. We were already no. at the championship game. I was like, fuck, we're no. here already. It, it, it is always happening. Something's happening. The pacing's great. So then, yeah, then we go to the championship game. So they start playing and she like looks back and doesn't see her dad in the stands and is, of course, upset. Uh, Eve's also not there. And then we cut to the dad. The dad planned to be there. He's in he, a meeting. He's in a they're meeting. They're late. They're late. They're trying they're, to sweat him out. They're trying to sweat him out because it's like some kind of negotiation this thing. This is also the most bonkers scene in the movie where he's like, he's like, yeah, let's wait, let's wait. And Richie and Drew, Drew are like, no, you gotta here. stay. No, they're like, like, they're like, stay, man. Like, yeah, stay. Like, they're gonna be here screw soon. Screw your daughter. And they're like, screw your daughter. They're gonna, they're gonna be here soon. They're trying to sweat us out. And then finally he takes a stand and is like, he sees the thing in his calendar and is like, gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, you, like we were food. supposed to be done an hour ago. You guys can handle it. You guys can handle it. He's like, he's like, I'm outie, 5,000. Mm-hmm. And Drew and Richie high five. They're like, Like, yeah. that's what they wanted all along. Uh, yeah. When they were saying the complete it's like, opposite It's like thing. they want to make partner. <laughs> was it, were they against him the whole time? I was like, I was like, you were telling were him Were they to trying stay. to reverse psychology him into going? But so then he runs out. The boss we never met up until this point is like, where are you going? And he's like, I don't care if I make partner. Got to go to my daughter's game. Can't lose two my ladies. My team can in my handle life. it. Oh yeah, that is what he says. Like I already lost my one lady. One, that was sad. That was sad. That was very. It was weirdly sad. A sad line. And so he shows up at the game, and Casey sees him in the stands, and because he shouts, "Go sad. Casey!" and she gets immediately gets sad because she's like, oh, "My dad gets sad," which was funny. So then they keep playing the game. Uh, I does Eve Eve shows up right at a certain yeah. point. Oh well, also before that. She also. This is also my least favorite look for Eve in this whole thing, where she has her hair like straight. I love it. She's in like a crop top. And yeah, well, I just, I just like don't a like bob with a straight across. I don't like the hair. Anyway, she goes to the bookstore and buys the book. I don't know where she got the money, but she gets the other book. She gets the book of Awakenings. And in my opinion, this fucking dad just has money stacked in his walls with his BMW and massive mansion. <laughs> and, like you could crack open a thing with this. No, or just, Brothers or just money in there. Or just he just was giving her all the money. She's just like, she hey, Ben, and here he's like, here's fifty dollars. Um, and so she buys the book. She goes to the game to see. Uh, she runs up to Ben and is like, I came to say goodbye. He's like, I can't hear you. Last yeah. point. Whatever last, it's last very end. seconds. And Casey, you know, gets the ball and they're like one touchdown. If they get a touchdown, they beautiful win. Beautiful spiral. She throws a beautiful spiral to the kid who can't catch. He actually catches it for once. But he runs but just, he runs short, of just short of the end zone and they lose. And uh, and this is again playing into the whole thing they had earlier about uh, nobody's perfect. Also, thing. Eve leaves. Yes, things can't work out. And dad comes up to him and is like, hey, you know Best what? Best pass I've ever seen. Best pass I've ever seen. Your mom would be so proud of you. And again, tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. I felt it. I was like, you could tell these people have been through a also, lot. Also, at this point, Eve was wearing a very tiny backpack, just back in. She does have a tiny backpack. But he says, your mom would be so proud of you. And I, this moment where it hit me is like, these two people have had their hearts healed by this magic doll. doll. That's yes, all they needed yes. in their lives. If we could all be so lucky well, to have a doll. Also, the next moment, she comes over to the guy that didn't make the goal line, which also, dude, fucking, are you <laughs> kidding me? Hit you in the hands, you're going to miss it by that much? So Bruce, whatever his name is, Bruce Wienerhead, now <laughs> he still looks like a wiener. He, it's Vinahead. He still looks like a villain in like a snowboarding movie. I was like, oh my God, this fucking guy. And she's like, hey, like, good catch, man. He's like, good pass. And I was like, okay, her attitude has been adjusted. But she goes, hey, where's Eve? And dad's like, she's gone. No, no, they go up to the the, the mom of the wienerhead kid. 
and is like, oh, did you see our friend Eve around? And there, she's like, oh yeah, she said to say goodbye. She had to go somewhere else. And she, what? And they're home, like, she home. had to go home. And he's like, Sunnyvale's in Middle America. And yeah, I get that's How weird. did Lindsay Lohan know that Sunnyvale was a soundstage in Burbank, allegedly? Well, I don't know, dog. But like, she just knows she's going back to the toy, I guess, toy manufacturer. Because, uh, oh, they're also speaking, there is a good, there is a good joke earlier that I did skip over where uh, he asks, Richie at the party asks her where she's from. And she says, Sunnyvale. And, but I wasn't made there. And then he says, oh, where were you made? And she just Indonesia's packaged local, which is a great line. I had to mention it. Uh, but she's like, oh no, she's gonna go back. Oh, because, and the mom also says, uh, she had, uh, which is, she acts like it's the most normal thing in the world. She says, yeah, she had some book, and then she said she got someone to read it to her, because again, she can't read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't explain the fact that she can't read. And yes. And so that she got someone to read it to her, so she knew what the, knew the spell to say, and she's gonna go back home. And they're like, oh no, we have to go. And she's like, what? She's like, I don't want her to go. We're friends now. Which also hit me in this scene that Lindsay Lohan was super chill with basically killing Eve when they weren't friends. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, if she, if Eve had said, I don't want to go back, which she didn't, she, Lindsay Lohan would have been like, sucks to suck. Uh, anyway, but so they get in the car and she's like, listen, Dad, do, you're not going to believe me, but I know where she is. We got to go where she, where so she is. So they go to this toy factory in Well, we Burbank. see Eve go first. Eve shows up and the re- there's a really weird thing where like the security, she's like, sir, she goes up to security, is like, sir, I'm home. And he just goes, oh yeah, good. Uh, head follow down, the foot Follow the, foot, the big yellow footprints down the hall. And I and he just lets her in. And I was like, wait, did that guy know what was going on? That dolls are magic, apparently? He was like the Santa figure of this I, I told. Movie. I honestly expected that's where it was going. But so she goes to find the big soundstage and it's just like, yeah, it's like a big soundstage where it's got like all the Sunnyvale stuff set up. like where, where they, they shot those commercials. Where they shoot the commercials. And uh, she's just like looking around and there's a big clock on the wall and she's like looking at it and we don't learn until second, but it's like four, five, 45 or whatever. And the sun sets at 601 and it's the fourth day. And uh, so she just like looks around and just starts going like son of sun, moon of moons and starts saying the spell. spell. Says the spell. And then Casey and Ben roll up and they're, he's like, what are we doing here? What's going on? And they roll up to the security desk and the security guard's like, yo, 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 what's up? And they're like, do you see a girl that looked just like that fucking Barbie? And they're like, yeah, that girl that was in the photo shoots. So he obviously mistook her yes. as a girl that was in the photo shoots. Like, I sent her to payroll. Mm-hmm. Just follow the footprints. Mm-hmm. They also follow the footprints. They see the payroll office. It's locked. They're mm-hmm. like, well, WTF. They didn't realize the footprints go a little farther to the, to the sound stage. Because since he's they an idiot, she would follow the them door. all yeah, the way. She follow, because he's a moron. She followed them all the way here to the soundstage kick open the door they find Eve's tiny backpack and she's like no she's gone but she was but really she's still there she was really just sitting in like a corner waiting for the spell to take effect I guess um, and she's just like oh good you, we caught you you didn't say the spell and she's like I did bitch I did I gotta go and she's like what no like you healed our broken hearts Eve we want you in our family and then she's like I Again, know Lindsay Lohan's fake crying here is excellent she's like you can't leave <laughs> the weird thing about this scene to me is that she also says she says like uh I have to go back. It's where they need me. Like, the line is failing. And, like, they're going to discontinue. And I was like, wait. So, in Eve's mind, is the line failing because she's not there? Like, does she think she's the one and only no, Eve? No, but I think she knows that if she goes back, they get... That's what she explains. They, every dumb plot hole in this movie, they explain. The guard knowing where to go, they explain. Like, the, she explains that if she goes back, she can change the direction of all the dolls. She says, if she goes back... Uh, yeah, that's true. Which doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. But at least the movie tries to explain it. She says, if I go back... I can change it. I can change the Eve 
situation. I can yes. change Sunnyvale. Like, and I need to be a role model to the girls everywhere. They can't. Eve can't be over. They need me. And she's like, but we need you too. And it's like, no, I've already healed your broken hearts, family. I must be brought to life by another girl in 2018. Also, the dad's whatever. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, wait, hang on. This isn't real, right? You guys are doing a bit. And we're like, sir, yes, it is and not then, a bit. And then she like takes her shoe out off and shows him. Shows the, him the sticker. The sticker. I about that. The sticker on the tattoo or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't believe it. I, I wanted to bone a doll. Did he ever really know about that? That Bob Indonesian thing? Like, does he know what that even means? No, I don't think she ever brought it up to her to him. Uh, that's a good At least point. Not that we saw. No, we didn't see it. But I mean, I guess you could imply it. I don't know. But so, like, the clock apparently in this room is perfectly on time. It's 100% accurate. It also, like, chimes. Yes. And then, like, she just starts, like, shrinking and says goodbye. And it is really sad to see these people yeah. see her go. She shrinks back to a doll. Here's where it all comes together, people. Because they take the doll. And they like, and she's like crying. Lindsay Lohan's crying about it. And the dad just says, "Come on, let's put her somewhere real special, special. because now she has a special, her own special place in their hearts, all right, just like Lucas, the mom. She didn't right, take the moms. She has her own. And this movie's incredible. And it's over. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a little bit of wrap up. I mean. Uh, like, we see her go to the toy store. She reunites with her horrible, horrible friends that should all... Why did she ever want to be friends with those girls? But whatever. She's back to being social, so that's a yes. good step. Eve dolls are now way back up, and they. she says, like, she has new sayings where she's like, show me, me that underdog smile, which is the dad said. And then Drew dad... and him, I guess, are boning go on a all date. the time. And yes, that's the end of the film. And... Guys, this movie is a rare instance where, honestly, good. it's just as good as you remember. It's just as good as you think it was. Everybody in it, everybody in it is so charming. It is adorable. Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan's charm really And charisma. Or not the, charisma, chemistry is the word. Char- chemistry and charisma. Oh, like, yes, both, both of them. It's, so even when they're fighting, you like them both. And of you course. see both of their, their standpoints. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They really carry this movie. And without the charm, it wouldn't work. Yeah, I agree. I do think that is what... It's not just a movie that you like because you, it's of nostalgia. I barely remember at any of this movie uh, I just knew I liked it and I enjoyed every second of it when she ate that butter I laughed like I'd never (laughs) seen it before and I think it is just a very well made film all around like compared to some of the other movies we made it's well written it's got great dialogue it's well acted I'm a huge fan of this I would say go watch it but guys it's really hard to find so hard we got lucky and I recorded it off TV when they aired it before the sequel um, but it's like it's not even like available to rent on Amazon or iTunes or anything. But if you can find a version, you will enjoy it. I promise you, it's just as good as you remember. Um, well, we don't do rankings or taglines, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you got anything else you want to wrap up on? Eve's gray. No, no matter where she goes, dress her up from her head to her toes on the town at the mall he loves hot fashion at the dark at the club she'll spend the whole night dancing thanks for listening guys shine bright shine far don't be shy be a star where you live where you want be a star write a review on iTunes shine bright shine far be a star